Welcome to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. Good morning, word musicians, and welcome to another episode of Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws. Today we're going to do an homage to the poet Maria Fiamengo, who was born in 1926 and died at the age of 86 in 2013. And now I first met Maria the same day that I met Elizabeth Gourlay and Miriam Waddington, and that was at the event that Chad Norman and I organized at the... um, the Royal City uh, Poetry Center's venue, which was the Corner Pocket Cafe in 1994, when we had all three of them out to do a combo reading together. And, you know, as I said, I was in my early 20s and I was completely struck by this immense energy of a human being. She was, uh, she had her her pearls on. She had this, you know, uh, delightfully layered dress. She had silver hair, this gorgeous smile with these high cheekbones and just this fantastic uh, spirit that gave this radiant sensibility to everything she seemed to approach. And I didn't uh, get together with her by myself ever, unfortunately. I only encountered her one more time after that, and I believe it was with Carolyn Zanello, and we had gone to tea, possibly, at her house um, when it was probably in the mm, mid to late 90s. And again, she held court with her humor, her extreme intelligence, her love of poetry. I wish I could remember more bits and pieces of that conversation. Um, but time, it erases most things. So Fiamengo, Maria, she was born in Vancouver, as was I, which was much more rare then. Her parents were immigrants from Croatia. She studied at UBC and she ended up teaching at UBC for more than 30 years. She retired in 1993. She completed a poetry collection in the 50s under the tutelage of Earl Burney, who I am sure I will do an homage to soon. And she got an MA in in 1962. Uh, She was married to the artist Jack Hardman and they had a son, Matthew. Uh, After she retired, she moved to Gibson's, which is where she died. Her debut collection was published when she was 31. She was fascinated by spiritual traditions, iconographic images, but then during the 60s, her voice transformed as she became interested in feminist and nationalist movements of the time. So her poetry was quite political, but also very resonant liturgical. Uh, It was anthologized in the Penguin Book of Canadian Verse, um, probably her most famous title, though nobody is famous in Canada, is In Praise of Old Women, which came out in 1977. I remember when her book uh, came out from Ronsdale Press in 1996 called White Linen Remembered. And then her new and selected poems, Visible Living, came out in 2006, edited in part by Russell Thornton, who is truly the one who should be doing this homage. Um, He was quite close to her and spent a lot of time with her, uh, driving her around in her later years after she'd already retired in Vancouver. And um, I'm going to read a little excerpt from his um, 
a memorial of her on the uh, Brick Books website. But I just want to note first that she also created a piece of nonfiction on three poet artists, Eldon Greer, who was at that 1994 event, P.K. Page, who I've done an homage to, and of course, my dog father, Joe Rosenblatt. So she was connected to all three of those artists. So here is an excerpt from Russell Thornton's uh, description of Maria Fiamengo's life. He says, Maria Fiamengo blazed through her life with a rich and subtle fire. I knew her when she was an older woman, retired from decades of teaching English at UBC. In her 70s and into her 80s, she was a formidable presence. I imagine in her earlier life, she must have been no less than a whole field of electrical force. She was also quite an exceptional poet, an original so Maria, he says, was born in Vancouver. Uh, her parents were from the Croatian island of Viz. Her first language was Croatian. Uh, and she studied with her Alberti and Dorothy Livesay. And she went on to publish eight superb books of poetry. And then he carries on that when I knew her, Maria was living in a ramshackle house a five-minute walk from a small half-secret beach in West Vancouver. I'd visit her and marvel at her presence. And listen while she quoted Shakespeare. She had total recall of literally dozens of soliloquies and whole scenes. Yeats, among many other poets. She'd serve tea and sometimes sherry. She said exactly what she thought, politically correct or not. I, I love that about her. I remember that in my 20s. Being a little bit shocked even at, you know, what a, a, a grand uh, spirit she was, a, a formidable energy, yes. And also that she uh, did not mince words. She was very direct and forthright and, and edgy in that way in a very uh, jolly sense. So he goes on, she loved Canada. She loved Canadian literature. She had a lot of excellent gossip to share about Canadian poets she'd known personally, but who for me were names and a kind of firmament. She had a gift for producing energetic conversation, a sharp wit, and enormous gusto. And at the very end, he remembers uh, taking a particularly harrowing drive with Maria, where there was a crazy storm and the the plastic that uh, Russell used for a window blew off and he could barely see through the mirror. Uh, but Maria wasn't afraid at all crossing the Lionsgate Bridge. She just started laughing loudly. Then she started singing some Irish sea shanty she learned from a babysitter when she was a little girl. It was as if she was some ancient Slavic gypsy come druidess chanting down the storm. It was hilarious. We made it across the bridge and celebrated our survival by eating what seemed to me like hundreds of plates of food at her favorite Chinese food restaurant in West Van. I, ju I just love those relationships between younger and older poets. And I, I know that I had that with Joe Rosenblatt and, and Heather Haley. Um, she also had that um, and, uh, and Russell Thornton and other poets I know, uh, Rob McLennan and so forth, they had relationships with older poets that were bonds of conversation and mentorship and, uh, that vivacity that can only come when two generations of creators, you know, conjoin and, and realize that it's all in a continuum of going on. So I'm going to read you one of her poems, one of her feminist pieces about aging. Thank you, Maria Fiamengo. Overheard at the pornographers. Men over 40 are attractive. Women are merely middle-aged. Mortality, my friend, is not confined to women over 40, much as you might wish it. 
Incarcerate yourself before, behind, beside, inside the nubile flesh of pretty girls. Strut that spurious virility as you must. Despise the wrinkled female face, the heavy breasts, the sprouting veins. That grim pimp will have his price. And copulation in the brightest light will not reprieve the temporary silver in your hair. Caught like the sea between the storms of fretful vanity. I call on all the awesome women of the night, the temple-proud tall women of the past, Hecate, Medea, and great Artemis, to salt that shrinking parcel of protruding limb into petrified eternity. Born on the wind of anger, drops of fire sing in the arterial breath of the years to come. You will be beggared yet, who cannot love, except increase of self in some pubescent child's face. You've been listening to Miss Lyrics, Poetry Outlaws. Don't forget to support her on Patreon and stay fierce, word musicians.